Good morning and welcome back to the Ray Lytle Morning Show on News Talk 94.7 to 970 WMAY. Greg, we are joined by the mayor of this fine city, James Langfelder. Jim Langfelder joining us. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Listen, I, uh, for starters, I want to thank you for reaching out. I don't understand. Greg, Greg, I know Greg thinks I'm doing this wrong, but it, it just, it seems easy to me. There are so many people running. I can't possibly have everybody on. It, it, and thanks for reaching out. That's all I got to say. And I wish everybody do the same. Reach out. It's not going to kill you. Uh, reach out. You reach out to Jim Leach. It doesn't kill you to reach out to Ray Lytle. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Mr. Mayor, uh, how's it going? How's your, uh, how is the, uh, the campaign going this time around? Uh, good. It's a different. Last time I was, uh, you know, treasurer, and then I ran for mayor. Uh, this time, as mayor, you're running the city and campaigning at the same time, so uh, maximizes your time with regards to that. Yeah, you. Uh, uh, let me. How did Hunter Lake become an issue again? In this, in this, in this it's been going on for 50 years, right? Yeah. It, how does it keep coming up? Why? You know, and why? Well, what's uh, interesting is, well, it's water is the resource of the future, quite simply. Yeah. And so uh, we did pursue the – we met with the Army Corps of Engineers right after I got into office. We actually did – I think it was 2015 – we did a signing with DNR that they would help with the uh, recreational aspect of the lake because Lake 2, if it's permitted, we would not um, build on it to be for recreational purposes and used as a secondary source of water for Lake Springfield. Uh, but the importance of it is water is the resource of the future. And so that's why it came up. We pursued it with the Army Corps of Engineers, and they said, are you serious this time? Because, unfortunately, uh, the previous city councils purchased a gravel pit. It was ill-advised, and uh, it was ruled, you know, that it wouldn't supply the necessary water needs of Springfield's future. So when we met with the Corps, they said, you better be serious, and we're going through this process. We did the same study. I mean, the analysis of 30 different alternatives, or over 30, came back to the same two, the Havana Pipeline, which is a 50-mile pipeline to Springfield or Lake 2. And if you want to see how long it takes to go 50 miles in a pipeline, we just finished the 11th Street extension. We went a quarter of a mile, and it took 50 years to do that. So there's no way the pipeline would work. We don't have jurisdictional uh, uh, control over the area, and so Lake 2 is really the water resource of our future. Why? I mean, how long is it going to take to build that lake? Uh, actually, after the permitting, it only take probably uh, two years. I'm, that's what I'm told. So, uh, with regards to that, um, you know, that's 1,500 jobs. But really, the key aspect it's the economic aspect. But it's for the livelihoods of not only Springfield but our bordering communities. When I came into office, uh, Chatham has asked me at least three times to supply water to them. We're their secondary source. We're the primary source for Rochester, Sherman, Williamsville, uh, but we don't have a backup water source. And that's the cru- crucial aspect of it. That's why we went through the whole process. The goal was to get a secondary source of water. It came down to, like I said, that Atlanta pipeline and Lake 2. So we're going to move forward with the uh, Army Corps and push hard to get that permitting possible. In the same debate uh, when, when the whole lake thing was brought up, uh, there was mention of the beach. Are, have you been <laughs> – you weren't the one that closed the beach, right? Correct. I wasn't <laughs> – uh, I was treasured at the time. Yeah. How did Unfortunately, the, it was a How did the beach a become an issue in this campaign? 
Well, I think it's grasping at straws, just throwing everything at the board and seeing what sticks. I think that's what you know it comes down to at this point. Are you for, opposed? You know, are you opposed to opening to reopening the beach? No, but you have to do it responsibly. And really, what it's a undervalued asset. You know, just like uh, I mentioned, Chamberlain Park, Comer Cox Park. That's a underutilized asset that we need to utilize to its fullest potential. With the beach, uh, you know, the, we're still in court with the uh, lawsuit, and so until that's settled, you really uh, should wait to open it up. But you have to; it has to be upgraded to, uh, you know, bring it up to today's standards because it was closed for well over five years. The other aspect of it, though, is we have this great park, you know, Center Park. Uh, you have the zoo that borders that area. We really need to take a look at a holistic approach for economic development to really uh, make it a usable space that everybody would like to enjoy. But first and foremost, you have to, uh, before you open the beach, you need to settle the lawsuit, which we're in the process of uh, going through that. What is, and that was inherited, you know, that was all inherited. A lot of these issues were inherited. You know, people, you know, my opponent fails to point out the inheritance that we received. He did not get us out of debt. Uh, Mayor Houston, that's one of the reasons he endorsed me, is because the, you know, the smoke and mirrors that my opponent choosing is not dealing with the facts. And that's what I've always presented is the facts uh, with regards to my record and how we move this city forward. What's the coolest part about being the mayor of Springfield, Illinois? Well, it's really the uh, it's the position. I mean, people really look up to the mayor's office, and I'm a humble person. You know, I learned from my father. Everybody puts uh, you know the pants on the same way, and you look at each other that way. You stay humble, and that's how I've always focused on being the mayor. But people really look up to it, especially the young kids. I mean, when I was, uh, like, in second grade, I wouldn't even know who the mayor was. But they do. They see me downtown, oh, there's the mayor. And uh, that's probably because of social media, you know, every, uh, the media in general. You were but, featured uh, in they, a dumb records ad, right? I know. Right. <laughs> uh, the, that's just the power of social media. Uh, Mullet Man and I had never met before until they did the ribbon cutting. But oh, we did funny. meet in that video, which was, uh, it was pretty awesome. Did you get his endorsement? Uh, I should have asked for it. By golly, that could go. That could go a long way. I'm Did sure. You get the chili bowl. Oh yeah. yeah. Endorsement. Yeah. That'll hey, help you. Well, we're we're in the uh, video together, so that speaks volumes. <laughs> That's right. Only only you would bring that up, Greg. But the other, the other enjoyable part, you know, I ha- I have fun. You know, I I work hard. I you know have fun. Uh, you know, we had the uh, car show downtown, and sometimes I've been an occasion to be able to go on stage and sing "Born to Be Wild," which is uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I grew up in the '60s yeah, and '70s, so I just enjoy it. So uh, with regards is, to that, is that the only song you sing? Well, you need to stay within your range, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'd like to try uh, like ACDC, but I can't sing quite like the artist. But no, you have to. Uh, it's not that hard. You just, to gotta, you just gotta. You just gotta. to clench your nose and be like. I've done actually. I I have done Beastie Boys before. That was pretty good. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you just you just don't know, you know. But uh, so, I do need to get another song. You singing Beastie so the next Boys four years. One, one, yeah, one, the next mayor, four years, one, I'll do a new one. One of your platforms is it. Uh, uh, karaoke Tuesdays after uh, city council meetings or something with the mayor. <laughs> that would be good. And whoever lashes out has to sing. And so if you have uh, aldermen that, uh, you know, argue during the meeting, I need to gavel and say, you have to sing karaoke after this. You, you've got, I mean, listen, we, we, are we still looking at the, the I know where there's concerts coming this uh, this summer, but is, is, 
is uh, Park still the long-term plan for that Y block, or or are we open to other ideas? Oh, it'll be a blend. Uh, I always believed in the blend. That's why I carved out that fourth and capital area for development. And uh, university, I believe, you know, strongly that I talked to Chancellor Cook uh, with regards to having a presence there. You know, they're part of uh, Innovate Springfield now. They're overseeing that. And so uh, that will be, I bl- strongly believe, a university presence will be on that block. But you have to have that open space with fountains, uh, lighted fountains in the summer and ice skating in the winter and really activate the space. But what the university does, it brings that immediate um, continual presence of students downtown. And when we started this process, originally we had Dan Sefter from Rapid City, South Dakota in Springfield. And he said, whatever you do, don't call it a park. You know, it's a plaza. They did the same thing. But they activated the space, and it's smaller space what they had, but they planned 200 activities on the area, and they started development after that because they brought thousands of people downtown. And so we'll have the university development there or some type of development, but you will have some green space that complements the mansion as well as the Bicentennial Plaza. And actually, the Bicentennial Plaza or the Y Block, none of that would have been possible without the second renewal of the TIF that we did. You know, when the state didn't have a budget, I approached the legislative leaders and, uh, you know, the repubs, Dems, and actually Governor Rahner at the time signed off on the double extension. No other city has been able to do that, and that means $30 million for development uh, in downtown Springfield, and that made possible the movement of the Y and our participation in that, Bicentennial Plaza, the Y Block, and then the ramp in that uh, project, the hotel project, all that was made possible through that double extension. It is uh, the campaign going on. Uh, for all former Alderman uh, Edwards, of course, I, I heard his commercial. You know, I recently moved from Chatham to Springfield. I, I now live in Springfield. Oh, well, thank you very much. And, We're up one. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I didn't realize Springfield was as bad as it was until I heard his ad. Uh, are there are there concerns that your opponent's bringing up that, that you are – has he opened your eyes to anything? Uh, not really. Um, you know, I – I'd, I'd encourage him and everybody else to drive around. All you have to do is drive around Springfield. And you know that Springfield, when he should have been saying that, is when the state didn't have a budget for two years. You know, But he sat silent on the sidelines where the rest of us are in the trenches trying to make ends meet. You know, He's enjoying his retirement. And so uh, with regards to that, we did the solid work. And that really spoke to the, uh, the strength of Springfield to make it through, Capital City, to make it through a state budget Two years without a state budget speaks volumes. You know, they owed the CWLP over $15 million. And if we wouldn't have renegotiated the uh, coal contract, refinanced the bonds, eliminated early retirement spikes, CWLP would have been in crucial, uh, dire straits because when we came in, they had a negative rating. Our changes made it a stable outlook. And then we were able to shoulder a $15 million bill that the state owed us. But then the medical community, they were, they were building. You know, they just opened up the Innovative uh, Learning and Innovation Center with the SIU and Memorial Health Centers. They put on hold $100 million worth of building projects because they weren't getting paid. The state of Illinois owed our medical community over a quarter of a billion dollars. And so, you know, and then we have a large state population of employees they, you know, when your job's uncertain or you're not sure if you're going to get paid, people start reining in their purse strings. That's why we saw the decline in sales tax revenue. But we, you know, we overcame all of that due to, you know, how strong Springfield is. And it's really the people of Springfield that make us strong. And that's really the message. Really, this election's about Springfield's future. Who's the best mayor that really has that 
positive attitude, move forward, look forward as a vision where all of us can grow together. And we have our challenges, no doubt about it, especially the east side. That's why Poplar Place, that's a $20 million development we have in place, and it's going to carry out, and it's going to transform our most crime-ridden area um, and then build upon all the other areas that we have going on. But drive down Monroe, see what LRS has done. $20 million expansion. They could have gone anywhere in the world. They stayed here. And that means 50 to 75 high-tech jobs for the city of Springfield. And we help with that through our enterprise zone. Uh, you go down to the medical area, they're bust, you know, they're still uh, continuing their development. St. John's Hospital did a $50 million development. And, uh, you know, the rail corridors coming along. Uh, we're the only city that received actually two Tiger Grants and a build grant, thanks to Senator Durbin, who took the leadership role. And then we worked with Congressman Davis and LaHood us and uh, Duckworth, uh, Senator Duckworth. And it's all about how do we all work together to make Springfield better. But uh, his, his vision of Springfield is doom and gloom, and it's not a good message uh, for anybody. And it's certainly not uh, accurate at all, because all you have to do is drive around Springfield, and you'll see the vibrancy. Mayor and by the way, one, one last thing, one yeah, last thing, if sure. I could. We have one luxury seated theater in Springfield. And it's on the east side of Springfield. And actually, I opened up that theater That's when true, I was yeah. assistant manager. Yeah, and, and it has way, the luxury it's a nice, seating. It's a nice theater. It is, it is right, very right. comfortable. That's, and that's on the east side of Springfield. So development's happening all over Springfield, and that just goes to the strength of it. Uh, and, you know, we look forward to the future and serving up in four years. Mayor Jim Langfeller, I thank you for being on the show. I appreciate well, it. Well, thank and, you. Uh, continued, yep. continued luck to you, sir. Well, thank you, Ray. Have a great day. There you, you go. Greg. Our mayor, Jim Langfelder, joining us on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. Uh, thanks for the interview, sir. Time 727. We'll come back. Greg, we got news. And then the cast of Cats joins us on the Ray Lytle Morning Show. History can be.